Disclaimer. The hosts of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundations for positive mental health. This is the Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below... Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you to everyone that we saw on Sunday at the Out of the Darkness experience for Rita in Saratoga Spa State Park for AFSP. Uh, it was turned out to be a great event, even though it was a little chilly, but we had uh, we got to see a lot of good people. Um, our team, Patrick Shamrocks, uh, was represented. It was good to see Colleen and everyone. Um, another thing, tonight is Tuesday. Uh, we lost Eddie Van Halen today. As I record this tonight, uh, that was kind of a bummer for us rock and roll fans. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, man, wow, that's that's a huge deal. He died of cancer, but uh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. He really changed the guitar for for a lot of people. So this week uh, we have an interview, and it's the next the next part of our above ground conversations. Uh, it is Yoga Kayla, that's right, uh, grounded on Glen Street. She was awesome. Wait till you hear what she's got to say. It was fun talking to her. Cannot wait to do a couple classes with her. And uh, you'll you'll dig it. You'll dig the talk. Um, and go pick yourself up a copy of The Body Keeps the Score. You got to go pick that up. All right. On with the show. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Above Ground Podcast. What's up, Timmy? What's up, Will? How are, How are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. My, uh, my lumens are about 6.8. Wow, dude. That's better than mine. Mine aren't quite that bright, but they're, they're still up in the fives, which is okay. Okay. But uh, I, think, I think our lumens are going to get a little brighter. Because I, I think, think everybody's are going to get a little bit brighter. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think we are on Zoom again, so that means we have another awesome conversation with somebody really cool that's involved in mental health. And tonight, we are bringing you Yoga Kayla or Kayla Craft. Uh, she is the <laughs> owner and uh, proprietor and main yogi for Grounded on Glen Street out of Glen's Falls. And Grounded on Glen Street was created to provide a place where you can pause, connect with your mind and body, and nourish your soul. So let's introduce Kayla. Kayla, thank you so much for being a part of this. This is awesome. The applause sign is going up right now. Yeah. <laughs> did, we, <laughs> did we lose her? I don't know. I think we, <laughs> oh, there she is. There she right. is. No, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's hard. I, Zoom, makes it, Zoom makes it kind of hard with delay and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Awesome. So Kayla, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us how you came 
to be a yoga instructor and how you came to center yourself on the mental health and the mental wellness side of the spectrum as opposed to like a physical a physical health type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, I was in my twenties. I had, um, two kids, um, and I had kind of lost, um, who I was as a person and where I was going. Um, and so I started down this path to try to uncover who I was and, and not lose it all just by being a mom. Um, and so I started digging deeper into yoga and the more I dug deep into yoga, I realized that, um, I was living with a lot of anxiety and didn't realize that that was not a normal thing. Like that everyone doesn't always feel that anxious about everything. Um, <laughs> As we've all found out. Yes. Right. You've, uh, you you've know. come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know anxiety here. <laughs> yeah. I think most people do, but I was like, I had this moment, I was 26 and I was like, wait a minute, you don't feel that same way all the time. And I was talking to, you know, a group of friends and they're like, no, I don't, I don't feel that way. And then other people were like, yes, I do. And so we just, I started uncovering that I really did have a lot of, of this anxiety and how I was carrying it with me and how I was attributing to where I was in my life. Um, so I dug deeper into yoga and I started out really physically um, uh, attracted to the, the idea of yoga. I've always been an athlete. Um, and then as I dug deeper and over the years, I have really tuned more into the absolute benefits um, mentally and um, holistically and, and mental health as, as a whole um, rather than the physical aspects of a yoga practice. So more mindfulness, meditation, breath work, what your nervous system is doing, how to integrate that and how to really work along with my anxiety. That's awesome. Awesome. That That is is awesome. awesome. Yeah. I, I, there's, I, I, I don't even know where to start because there's so much wrapped, (laughs) there's so much wrapped up in that Reese's egg there that I can't quite pull out the peanut butter from the chocolate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I don't have much experience with yoga. I mean, I've only seen a couple of videos like online and stuff, but I I've done, I do a Qigong practice called the eight silken brocades, but I have wanted to get into yoga. So I I think that I'm going to have to come to a class (laughs) when you, when you open back (laughs) up again. Yes. Now, Um, yeah, you you know, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Now, did you, did your anxiety start from an an early age that you noticed it or was it, did a certain, was it, did it something bring it on or did you always have that anxiety somewhere deep in you that just became more prevalent as you became a parent and how scary the world is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I always had a little bit of social anxiety for sure. Um, and I think that I, I think I had some triggers that gave me more anxiety, um, per se. And one was definitely parenthood. Um, for sure. You know, there's no rule book on what you're doing or any of that. And I was a younger mom. I was in my twenties. And so, (laughs) you know, so I, brought it on but it was and the feeling behind it for a very long time and just thought you know I've always been athletic so I've always chosen a way to manage part of my anxiety is through moving my body of some sort and that does help um but um 
it was not until I uncovered how deep it really was that there were all these other things that I could be doing to help with it. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's really, that's an awesome like insight to have and, and to be able to bring that full circle to your practice and be able to share that with the world. I have a question actually. I, I could just, because hearing you, you talk about this, I, I, uh, I don't know much about yoga either. Um, but you talk about like the physical and mental side, like, is there different, um, I guess, trainings per se for more of like, uh, the cognitive based, um, side of things as opposed to the physical, if that made any sense. So we've been doing, um, we've been a training. Yes, no, it did. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we've been a training facility for about um, five years and we started out doing much more physical elements to our training um, and education. And now we have the last year and a half really transformed into much more cognitive, like talking about nervous system integration. um, What are the practices you can get behind for mental health as a whole? Um, This somatic approach, which is... um, more of a body-based sensation therapy. Um, So it's not so much in a yoga practice, sometimes we can take it, this has to look this way or do this and it has to, but it's not that. It's what are you feeling in your body in this moment? You know, something to our head. And so we can go on this repeat and these ladders and these behavior wheels and it kind of gets you and draws you out of that to teach your body it brings in the mindfulness aspect and it brings in what's going on in this moment. And then it gets you out of your head and then, you know, into feeling and sensation. And it's, so it's kind of all of those. And that's more cognitive approach to what yoga can, can offer you versus something on the opposite end of the spectrum could be very powerful, hot, heated, right. and, you know, and really, really physically active. Yes. Awesome. That's yeah, that's very cool. That's more, I guess you could also say that's more of the like yeah. meditation side of it. Correct or no? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I like the I like the sound of that. That's uh, anything that's like a, a little bit um, out of the norm. I, I, for some reason, seem to gravitate towards, you know, yeah. just because people have the this uh, image in their mind about yoga and, you know, you have to do this and you have to, you know, but uh, you know, to make it more, I guess, more accessible to people and more um, relatable to people, you know, I think is a, is a definitely a a proactive thing to do. I think that's what led us. um, So we've totally, you know, we just recently launched Grounded on Glen Street where we took over, you know, we rebranded Yoga Kayla that we were for um, several years. And we did that because we not to step away from the yoga aspect, but on a daily basis, I always get, oh, I can't touch my toes. Like, you know, yoga is not for me. And they're missing the component of what yoga can really offer. Management, are you doing that? There's a seed and we can be that solution to fill that, but not so much call it yoga because it is, but it's not. Right, okay. Kayla, will you do me a favor? Maybe we need to kill your video yeah. just because your audio seems to be lagging a little bit. I'm wondering if that may okay. help to replicate that issue just because you may be using some internet stuff that 
is draining it a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I know that you said you've rebranded Grounded on Glen Street. And I noticed from your website that you were going to bring in all kinds, like different types of practices and modalities. Like what have you explored or what are you exploring to bring into your, to your practice and, and share with everyone in the yeah. community? Yeah, great question. Thank you. Um, so we are bringing in lots of different series. So I think as a society, we can overcommit and we can just be on this busy hamster wheel kind of. Um, so, and there's everyone I talk to on a daily basis is so stressed out. So that I, behind it is doing like a management series. Really that's I mean your mental health there is a lack in uh, the ability to come together as a community with as far as men and talk about their mental health or their stress levels. Absolutely. Um, we're doing ones right? Yeah. Yeah like, that's so cool. Um, yeah. We're doing that same thing like we're doing um women's you know ideas of women's and, and we're talking about like female hormones because we don't talk about these enough and like what that entails and and then the nutrition aspect behind that and then the wellness behind that and so it's not just hey here's a yoga practice it's hey here's a lifestyle here Excellent. are i love here it that's awesome stuff. yeah this is great yeah. love it yeah love i love it. it i love it start your new lifestyle <laughs> with yoga kayla man that's awesome yeah. absolutely I still so, think you, yeah. I think you should still keep it. Um, it's been, it, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that can still be your yogi name. <laughs> so Kayla, yes, I know can you, be, yes. you had mentioned about bringing um, some different aspects and maybe different people. Um, I don't, <clears throat> I don't remember if uh, last time I talked to her was a while ago, uh, Stephanie, I didn't know if you, uh, you and her were teaming up to do something with her version of like the Kambal yoga. Yes. Cool. So she's coming in. So we have, um, so we, yeah, so she's integrated into grounded on Glen street as well. Um, so she's coming in and we're doing that, you know, that restorative, um, yoga with the weighted blanket and again, that nervous system integration and how to deal with that. And it's not movement, right? That is more that meditation, that mindfulness practice. And yeah, so we're coming in, we're actually just right now just trying to facilitate how to kind of make that happen in the midst of the pandemic and still be able to offer that to people. But as soon as we can, we will get that back up and running because it's so, so, so needed right now. It's definitely needed right now for sure. Yeah, we definitely need some grounding. Um, I, I, so the word grounding, like I, I ground myself, I walk in my grass. Um, I haven't been as, as, it hasn't been a beneficial to me because I haven't been doing it as much this year, but um, what other grounding practices are there that you have incorporated say besides yoga? Is there, and, and then breath work, is there, there are certain modalities that we're not, that we may not know of because we're not like down on the yoga talk. <laughs> so to um, speak. I, yeah. Right. Um, I think that, like uh, the the way that you're talking about taking your feet off, you know, going outside in the grass and taking your shoes off and noticing how you're walking. Like that's an amazing practice. Like, absolutely. Um, it can be as little though, as even just standing and noticing your feet and, but really getting like inquisitive. Like it's, it's like a one minute reset. You can literally start to just move your feet, notice, okay, where's my big toe? 
where's my pinky toe, where's this, where, what, what's hitting the ground, what's not hitting the ground, and, and just kind of really get inquisitive about your feet. And you can do that for a minute and that will literally start to reset your nervous system. Um, and it takes, it's those little practices that are integrated into like every day that you can start to do. Wow. Very cool. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go out on my porch and do that when I'm, when we're done with this interview. <laughs> yeah. And then when you cut, and then Will, <laughs> when you come back inside, just grab a couple ice cubes and put them in your fists and hold on to them. Yeah, that'll, no doubt. That'll, that'll help you reset too. You talk a lot about the central nervous system and I, and that's yes. something that I haven't heard like from other people to just kind of get in on that one spot. Like how did you how did you come to understand the central nervous system as it plays into um our anxiety and how it resets through yoga? So the behind yoga, the scientific method behind yoga and why it really does work is that it's not just you're putting yourself in these postures and what you're doing is you're, you're tapping into the nervous system as you're doing that. So there are yoga practices that are purposely where they put you in a sympathetic nervous system and then they put you in that parasympathetic nervous system. So you titrate between getting activated and then relaxing. And so you're like an everyday basis, right? You, the light switch comes on, you're activated, light switch goes off, you can rest. And your daily practice is that some practices is made for that it's made to turn it on turn it off turn it on turn it off and how do you kind of go along with those fluxes um i started uncovering it deeper and deeper and deeper the more i got into my anxiety and i'm currently in a trauma therapy program um, that talks all about trauma and the nervous system and the vagal nerve and what it's doing uh, and what your brain <laughs> is doing you're speaking simmy's language right there Yes. <laughs> me and the me and the vagus nerve go way back. Yeah. yeah I've uh yeah, okay. yeah. In fact, um one of the things that really kind of uh sparked my uh my my research back into it was was going to see Stephanie and and hearing her talk about some stuff and I just uh you know, kind of got back into it and started learning about the whole polyvagal theory and all that stuff and it's uh it's it's pretty wild for sure. I actually have a question for you, Stephanie, because I have I have some. No, Kayla. Oh, Kayla, I'm sorry. I, I I apologize for that. I'm like I'm listening to Timmy. I'm like looking all over the place. I'm sorry. Um, no, as far as the spine goes, do you what do you have you learned anything about uh, spinal injuries by any chance, and what that can play into mental health? And neck injuries, because obviously with so many nerves in your spine and stuff, I, I, I have a hard time after my own surgery and, and back issues and, and discs being blown out still and stuff. I wonder if that has something to do with some of my depression increasing at times. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, it does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have hope now. <laughs> So, yeah, so um, trauma doesn't necessarily need to be emotional trauma, but yes, that are, there is that too. But like trauma can also be physical trauma, like you get in a car accident or you have to have surgery, like there's a trauma point, right? There's a trauma point, uh, like where you're going in. So the idea behind it is that, you know, there's ways 
um, to tap into that sense of feeling again, how to work through the trauma, how to, you know, even going into surgery, even as kids. Um, so yeah. So I want to say like, you know, part of your, your, your depression could be absolutely linked with your trauma that you've had with your spine. Okay. That, that makes yeah, sense I think to me. I think will too. the, uh, you, you had mentioned like the nerves and stuff, but with this, with the whole spine and all that stuff, um, the blood flow, you know, that's, that's another, you know, cog in the, in the wheel, you know? Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could see that too. Cause you got to have blood to get to the extremities and to get to the parts that to keep them going. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Now, so go ahead. So no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask her, um, Kayla, I know you have some stuff that you're doing with the American foundation for suicide prevention. Cause this month is, Suicide Prevention Month. This week is Suicide Prevention Week for the United States, and the tenth is actually World Suicide Prevention Day. Um, so I just wanted to ask how you got involved with AFSP, and and if you have any personal connections to to suicide. In if you if you if you choose to to share with us. Um, no, thank you. Um, I do not have any personal connections to it. Um, as far as anybody uh, really, really close to me. But what I do have is I have connections for people that have come to see me after someone that they have loved had a connection through suicide. And then I've worked with them. So indirectly kind of associated with people that have, have had to deal with that. Um, and I got involved just based on just being involved in the community and someone reaching out saying, hey, like you are a source um, that someone linked me to as far as coming to mental health and what are some of the tips and tools like, you know, like I gave you the reference for the feet for grounding, but what are the, some, what are some of the simple tools that we can do on a day-to-day -day basis to check our mental health and go, okay, maybe I'm not okay. So then if I'm not okay, now what can I do? And it's not, okay, I'm two months into not being okay. It's I'm checking myself day-to-day -day and realizing I'm not okay. So now I'm going to choose differently and make you know, maybe I reach out to someone that I normally wouldn't. Maybe I do a breath exercise. Maybe I try walking in the woods, whatever it is for your practices. But instead of delaying it, you're there and you're noticing right away. So getting involved for me means, you know, trying to help people be able to realize that quick on and then have some tools in their toolbox to reach to say, okay, this is what I can do. Like it. Love we it. Like That's it. awesome. That's awesome. We're all about tools here on the Above Ground yes. Podcast. Tim loves to talk about the bat belt, so we got <laughs> to have our utility belt full of tools. <laughs> got to have a stock, and you can never have too many, you know? Yeah, never. and you learn some new ones each and every day. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the, and you're going to be in different situations every day. You know what I mean? There's never, you're not, you're not going to be in the same situation you know, multiple times. So you may need to use a different tool and there may be a tool that you don't know of that can actually be beneficial for you. So you're not even going to be in the same frame of mind for minute to minute most days. So some of those tools, right. some of those tools would be good for some time and then other tools would be good for other times, which is why the bat belt's got to be with you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And I think that that's where you tie into a meditation and mindfulness practice right because you tap into okay what tools can i use for myself that work for me which may not work for you but they work for right. me and that's okay and so you have this you know you have this bell bell you have these toolbox and 
what works for me may not work for you, but I'm going to offer it up and then you, it may work for you, but at a different time. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That is so cool. So yeah, cool. we're, we're, we're right on the same wavelength with you on that for sure. Yeah. The idea of this podcast was started to share tools with other people that we've learned through our own, through our own journeys through crisis and recovery and you know, who knows crisis again, you can never tell when you can never tell when something's going to happen or when life is going to kick you in the face and, and knock you down and, and cause you to go into these, to these panic modes. But I, I have to ask you what, when somebody is starting out in, in a new practice like this, what, what suggestions can you give people to not beat themselves up if they don't practice every day or if they don't, because as a musician, like that's the one thing I heard as a kid, you got to practice, 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 which is great, but it wasn't as fun to sit with a metronome as it was to sit with my friends and jam. So it's like, how do you find the balance? And what do you say to people who are beating themselves up about the practice or lack thereof? I think that the most important part is that it, not a sprint and that it's not it's not going to be something that you integrate all of a sudden you're going to do one practice and be like oh that's it i'm going to turn to that or oh my anxiety is is through the roof so i'm going to i have i have this tool i have this tool i'm going to use like it's not that way there's going to be times that you don't turn to that even though you know the tool that could work you're not going to turn to it right away it's it's slow it's integrating it's being mindful of it and it's just it's coming back to it we're human and we need to be, we need to allow ourselves to be just that human. And so there's going to be times that you don't turn into, you know, this everyday practice. Like I talk about meditation and journaling, but it doesn't need to be an everyday practice if that's not what you require for you. Right. I get that. I beat myself up constantly. So I'm, I'm working on this week. <laughs> I'm working on this week, trying not to beat myself up constantly about my, about my practices and habits and everything else. So that's a, that's always a work in progress as we all are. I, yeah, I yeah it, absolutely. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, I, I was just going to say, I think it's important to like, you know, and Will and I both have talked about this before because he seems to um, hit this hurdle a lot where, you know, if he's doing something, he'll be, he'll do it for like a couple of weeks and it, you know, he'll even like mention it to me, like, this is great. I've been doing this. And then like, he'll miss like a day or two and then kind of get off his, his rhythm. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's okay to miss a day or two, just as long as you start back up again. Yeah, absolutely. Why, you know, I think the biggest thing that we can show ourselves is, is this gentleness, even with ourselves. Like you wouldn't talk bad. You wouldn't tell and beat up a friend who wasn't finding their own rhythm or their own practice and say they, they came to you and was like, Oh, I missed a week. You wouldn't, you'd give them encouragement to get back, you know, get back into whatever they felt like they were doing that was working. We need to do the same thing to ourselves. Like, it's okay. Get back at it. Like try again tomorrow. Like, you know, we have the, we have this gentleness for a lot of people around us, but then we lack it for ourselves. And I think that that's where the practice comes in is really just starting to have a gentle practice with yourself, knowing that every day is not going to go as well as you might hope or think, but it can start anew each moment. Like, okay, that I didn't handle that with grace, but I can handle this with grace. Well, integration has always been a big part of my issue because I, and I hear this word constantly. I'm, I'm listening to stuff about codependency right now because 
I didn't realize how codependent <laughs> a lot of my relationships had been years ago. And I grew up in an alcoholic family. So it's, it's very prevalent with alcoholic families to have codependency issues. And I, I like integration is probably the hardest part. Like, do you have any suggestions for people who are having a hard time integrating things? Uh, so like you, I came from an alcoholic family, so I know the codependency all too well. Um, and I, I've spent decades uncovering that. <laughs> um, but I would say, um, small doses, like, can you do it for a minute? Can you do it for two minutes? Can you do it one day a week? Can you do it twice a week? You know, like that overcommitment, right? Bringing that back. So can you not, can you just be gentle to say, I'm just going to try today? I love it. I love yeah, it. I, I love like it. That's, that's a great, that, that's like a great rah-rah moment right there. <laughs> that, that is because that's like a that's a great like i nobody could have said like nobody has said that better like that's a really like awesome thing that you just said because that's cheering everybody on i love it that's great is is there a um uh, again I, I don't know the 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 lingo i'm not down with the yogi lingo but is there certain maybe um like if someone could do like a certain position, like maybe two or three positions in the morning to kind of start their day. So they don't have to set aside like a full 30, 40 minutes for like a, a routine. Yeah. So I would, um, I think this is my opinion, but I think that uh, meditation or a breathwork practice would be more beneficial than most things. So okay. I think that if you were to do, a five minute breathwork practice in the morning and a five minute meditation that that would, as far as mental health wise, that would be probably the most beneficial. The breathwork really taps into the, to, to the sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system. Um, it gets you feeling that you're okay. And especially if it's anxiety, stress, depression, any of those things that breathwork is going to help you. Um, and it's a great tool to get blood flowing, to get energy moving through the body. And there's a bunch of different breathwork practices um, that you can do depending on how you wake up and what you, what you need at that moment. So I would start, if I was going to do a 10 minute routine or even five minute routine in the morning, I would do a breathwork practice and a meditation. So do, you have, do you have a simple breathwork um technique that you can tell everybody since this isn't video and it's just audio is there something that you could tell us to just some some lead us into something quick that we can try yep absolutely so my one of my favorites and i do this with all ages from kids to adults is it's called box breathing and it literally is exactly what it sounds it's a box you're creating a box with your breath so you count so say if you're if you're new at breathing a three count breath might be just enough for you, right? You might, you're not gonna 10 second breath in if you're new to breathing. So maybe you breathe in for three seconds through the mouth of the nose. I like the nose, but you can breathe in through the mouth. Pause at the top of that breath before you take the exhale. So you pause for three seconds, then you exhale for three. And you pause the bottom of that exhale before your inhale for three. You're literally with your breath. So for three, pause for three, 
exhale for three, pause for three. Breathing in for three, pause for three, breath out for three, pause for three. Love it. I feel better already. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Um, yeah, I love it. And with that, I would start. I, I would start with two to three minutes even like that's how quick it is. Like you can start with just two to three minutes. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for sharing that breath work with us. I, I notice on your, on your Facebook page that you have a lot of videos up and I, I'm, I, yeah, absolutely. I now do you, is, what is your main uh, social media thing? Is it, uh, is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it the website? Like, what is your, like, where's your go-to place that they can find the most of you? Um, probably a combination. I recently have limited my social media, um, which has been really good for my anxiety. I'm sure um, it has. So I'm not on, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not on social media as much. I, I make some posts when we have updated stuff coming up, um, the website as well. Um, so if you're looking to connect with me, connect with me on any of those platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, you can go right on our website and send me a message or directly reach out to me because I'm always available um, to chat and to, to figure out how I can help you. That's awesome. Is it, is it grounded on glenstreet.com? Is that what it is? Or Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna list all these in the show notes when we when we release this episode. Uh, that'll all be in the show notes, along with Kayla's photos and her logo and stuff. Uh, grounded on Glen Street is in Glens Falls, New York. If anybody's in the five one eight area code or beyond, you know we're 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 pretty centrally located to Vermont, Mass, all that stuff. So if you're out there listening in in another zip code, man, make sure you come over and see Kayla. Kayla, we always end our podcast with three cool questions, three different questions that uh, Tim and I both kind of take turns asking. And Tim's got a question for you. Do you have a favorite or least favorite word? Moist. <laughs> Which, is that going to be the favorite or least favorite? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. I <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the that's you 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 have the award for best best answer. We're gonna do yeah. we're gonna, Kay, we're gonna run Kayla's a little, got the award. She does because she's already won it. We're gonna do a little thing at the end of the year is who's got the best word. <laughs> that is definitely the best word so far. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Wow, that's just now was that was it was it your good <laughs> Yes. I think she said yes to both. Do you care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> no okay <laughs> uh, that's awesome <laughs> my our next question is are you a cat dog or other person absolutely dog okay yep i'm a dog lover we have a 14 year old uh, golden retriever oh nice oh my gosh wow that's awesome. Does is it a is yeah. it a boy or girl? It's a boy. Ah, does he get to go on lots of walks and? He does, but they're you know now he's old, so now we just go like a mile, and he doesn't go for a couple miles. So and uh, he, he's good with that. He's actually very very healthy. Awesome. That's great. 
Glad to hear Very it. Very cool. That's great. I love it. We have to, you know, you <laughs> got to get your animal friends in because I'm a big animal lover. I'm a cat person myself. I love dogs, but but we don't have any dogs currently, but we do have a cat. We just got a kitten within the last like couple months. So it's like having a newborn child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except that newborn child like tears up your furniture. And, you know. Yeah, but I don't have to pay for it to go to college. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. So, so Kayla, on a more on a more serious note, if you could do anything for mental health without any kind of restraints holding you back, what would you do, or what would it be? Can you say that question one more time? Yeah, if you if you had uh, if you were able to do anything for mental health without any restraints or anything holding you back, what would it be, or what would you do? Um, for my own personal practice, or you mean if I were to try to help others? Yeah, I, I, I guess as looking as looking at mental health as a whole, like what what do you think? Um, you know, what do you think it needs? Like what do you, you know? Like what can help? Uh, like stomp out the stigma, so to speak, or you know, all that kind of goodness. We need to be in our educational system. We need to start young with our youth. If we don't start young with our youth, we you know, you, you raise adults that become, you know, that have no idea that there could be tools that they could be learning at five years old on how to manage their anxiety, depression, mental health, and we do not talk about it. And they are so receptive at that age. You get them there, we'll come out healthier, better, mentally whole and yes. stable adults. Yes. Wow, I love it. Yeah, it's awfully hard to it's awfully hard to be an active it's awfully hard to be an a good adult when you're damaged and you haven't done anything to fix the damage. Yeah, yeah. you know, when you look at the uh, one thing that I love to do is a, is a timeline, right? So you set up a timeline and you go 0, 25, 50, 100. This is our this is our lifespan per se, right? Yep. And then you take and you look at your childhood and you're like, it's wee little it's this little little sliver out of your life. But what happens is that if we have any kind of childhood trauma or, or we have, if we have any kind of mental um, health that we are, that's unstable, that never has been talked about, we carry that little sliver all the way through. And it's like, if we just get to that little sliver of childhood and teach that early on, you will learn how to overcome our traumas, be resilient, not carry it with us, learn learn how to communicate and be better humans all around right which would in turn make a better world we we actually fully yes, support that exactly yeah. Yeah. yes better humans make a better world yes a new catchphrase from yeah. above ground podcast That's better right. be, i mean better humans make better friends they make better <laughs> better they make better make everything be, they make better, better humans yeah make so, better humans <laughs> yeah i agree 100 percent uh, Kayla, thank you so much for being a part of Above Ground Podcast. It's been awesome talking to you. Yes, thank you, Kayla. Um, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with as far as like anything that you want to tell them or anything you want to just say to get it out into the to the ether sphere or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it these days. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> the universe, the universe. Um no, thank you so much for having me. And I think the biggest thing is that if you do, if you aren't feeling okay, reach out, 
if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you, whatever it may be, there's people out there to help and don't be afraid. There's no stigma around it. Um, because we all could use a little help. Ah, you got that right. We got it. We can all use okay. a little help from our friends. Yes. Kayla, we're on the same page. Like, uh, we, we need to, uh, you know, grounded on, uh, Glen street and above ground podcast need to, to hook up on something. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Kayla, for being a part of this. This has been awesome. This has been so awesome. And as, as things get going again, as the practice picks up again, obviously we're still coming out of the pandemic stages and stuff, but I know you're offering online classes still too. We are, and we are actually open back up again, but just on a, on a small level, we can have about 10 students in the studio. So, but we are doing online stuff and we're doing virtual classes as well. So awesome. feel free to reach out. I can do one-on-ones uh, worldwide. Awesome. That's great. I'll make sure I have everything in the show notes that when we put this out and, and, uh, as, uh, and I'll share all your stuff on my social media platforms and stuff. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. You can sit in your, uh, sit in your own comfy living room or, or bedroom and uh, do a little virtual yoga and learn some breathing and uh, some, some really good life skills tips. And I did one of the breath work videos today at work and it really helped. Like I sat and it was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and your, your trauma and, and just what you've, what you've, emerged out of the of the cocoon man it's awesome i love it it's great Absolutely. thank you so much thank you yes thank you well until next time we're gonna sign off on above ground podcast so be well be safe be above, above. timmy what you think man that was awesome yeah some good stuff man some good stuff i think um you know it, it some of the stuff is uh is pretty simple and um you know, you, you can put it to use almost anywhere, you know, like the breath work, for instance, you did it at work. Um, you know, just simple little uh, mindful things like that, that can bring us back and um, kind of reboot, I guess is. Oh uh, yeah. Reboot is the best you know? way to, yeah. Reboot's the best way. They always tell you hit yeah. the on off switch on the computer, shut it down, <laughs> shut it down and then turn it back on. So the only way to do that is to reboot it, man. Thank you, Jerry Kalana for that. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm, I'm still high on that book. So yeah. Well, yeah, he's, you know, it's good. It's good. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. She's, she's very cool. I, the breath work stuff, like I, I did, I did one of the videos today at work and uh, it's, it had a, I, I, I'm trying to think of the proper name. It's a mudra. I think it is, is what the hand movements are called. Oh, okay. there's mudras, there's mudras in yoga and there's mudras in Buddhism like there's different things that when you sit and meditate, there's different hand. Is there, different is ways there of, like madras too or no? Yeah, I think that's what they are. Madras. I think that's what they are. I, not well, I'm not sure. madras. Not sure. I don't know what okay. their name is. That's what, but right. that's what they, yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> okay. That's what those are. Um, Excellent. But I'm not, Excellent. like I said, I'm not down with the yogi lingo, so I don't, no, I don't quite I, know it all. Nor am I, but we're learning and, and we can ask Kayla for future references. Absolutely. To help us. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. So awesome. Yeah, dude, it was great. Another great conversation here in above ground podcast. We're going to start. Uh, don't forget, we got a new YouTube channel, which I'm still working the kinks out of, <laughs> but, uh, it'll be by the time you hear this one, yeah, by the time be, you hear this one, by the time you hear this one, it'll be all flowing and, and well, just because 
I came up against a couple of things today that I didn't realize because all our 2020 episodes got uploaded and rejected. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> That's because now it's YouTube. It's certain things have um, to be done before they accept them. And, you know, you don't know these things until you do. Yeah, yeah. This whole process that we bring to everybody every week. Is, yeah, it's a learning isn't process. It's always the easiest, but yeah. No, it's not. It's a learning process, man. It's a learning curve. And technology is great when it works, but it's hair follically losing when it doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Very well put. I yeah. Like that. All right, everyone. Like Until next time, man, we're going to sign off. So don't forget to go to abovegroundpodcast.net if you want to check up on all the episodes. Um, we are going to be, by the end of the year, we're going to have some new stuff coming out. We're going to be doing some different stuff. and uh, Don't forget working. to subscribe or follow us on uh, Apple yeah. Podcasts or Spotify, however you uh, listen. That's right. Subscribe, star, share, all that yeah, stuff on Apple. Yeah, definitely share it. Definitely share it. Definitely check have, it out. Have more conversations with your friends. Maybe say hi to a stranger. Can't hurt. No, it cannot. Don't forget, we're all in this together. We they are. want us they want us to all be individual, but we're really all in this together in, in reality. So until next week, man, be well. Be safe. Be above. above.